This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Hey, how is everyone today? (laughs) I hope you are awesome. Um, I just wanted to pop on here and just give a really quick little podcast today, just me. I wanted to share some of the thoughts that are on my mind and also what I think just might be the thing, the central piece of the magic, I think, of finding my voice and the magic of helping me to find my voice. And I I might tomorrow say that another thing is the thing or the clincher. There's a lot of things that work together and a lot of um a lot of them fit so well like a spider web that sometimes I'm not sure which is which and I think it can't be just one thing. However, this one thing I know has been pivotal. Pivotal in my ability to truly feel like I am speaking my voice, like I am feeling my voice, like I am being my own source of joy, of power, of magic, of happiness, of just truly living my life in the way that I am meant to live my life and in and giving to my life and to the life of people around me that piece of me that I feel like is my piece in the puzzle. Have I talked before about the puzzle? I feel like I feel like life is like a puzzle and you know, if I were to go and I don't like doing puzzles just to put it out there. And so if I'm going to do a puzzle and you know, I spend the time to put all those thousand pieces of pieces together and there's a piece missing, it is so disappointing. And I think it's disappointing for anybody. You know, we have this box and we have the picture on the front and we have this goal to create this picture. And if one piece is missing, How disappointing is that? We couldn't put the lacquer over the top to hang it up because the picture would be incomplete. And I feel like that's what life is like. I feel like that's what God has created for us to all be a different piece of the puzzle, the beauty of life. And if I choose to try to be somebody else and to ignore my own voice and to be afraid of my own voice and to not be who I'm meant to be and the piece of the puzzle that I'm meant to be, then all of the picture is going to be disappointed. And that's not meant to put pressure on anybody because it is a prog- it's a it's progress. It's a journey. It's coming to discover that. And this one thing, and it's still a mystery, I haven't mentioned it yet, is really, I think, important to being able to discover that 
peace that I'm meant to be and that you're meant to be and that we're all meant to be. And so here it is. Are you ready? (laughs) I truly believe that the ability to see the beauty, see the gift, see the joy, see the magic, see the good things that are going on all around me at all times is a huge part of me being able to experience the joy and the beauty and the gifts and the magic and the the power that I want to experience and that I set as my goal to experience. All of us, really, and I've learned this um, both through experience and thinking and pondering and through coaching training um, and psychology training, that all of us really are just after a feeling. And the same feeling, really, the feeling of joy, the feeling of, you know, feeling alive and power and, and excitement, all of those things are all packaged up into that one word of joy. That's what we're all seeking. And it looks different to each one of us, but that's the feeling. And so when I can find times in my life every single day that I feel that, even if just for a small moment, it helps me to remember, first of all, that I have the ability to feel joy. It also helps me to see that. And the more that I see it, the bigger it becomes. Um, David Wood, who was one, he's my coach and he's also been on one of the interviews that I've done. He does this exercise where he has everybody give him all these words of joy of these positive words of feelings that they, you know, desire to feel what kind what makes them happy? What are the words that describe happiness and joy? And he writes them all over a bulletin board and then he draws a black circle and he fills it in and then he'll stand in front of that circle and stare into it. And he's right. He's like, a lot of us like to live our life like this. And we, we stare, we stand so close to that dark circle in our lives that that's all we see. And it seems big and it seems vast and it seems like it's too much to overcome. There's no way that I can see the joy through this dark circle. And then he'll back up a little bit and he'll see the joy words and he'll like, oh my goodness, there's so much more to life than that black circle, right? So by being able to find the gifts of every single day, and, and to, on purpose, look for the silver linings that go with those dark clouds, then it, it's like we're stepping back and we're seeing that it exists. And by seeing it, in psychology, it's called cognitive bias, but we find the things that we look for. And if I'm looking for reasons to be stressed, to be worried, to be um, sad, sick, lonely, you know, all of that, and we don't all on purpose look for reasons to, to feel that. That would just be counterintuitive to our existence as human beings, I believe. However, because of circumstances and because we are human and there is opposition in all things, sometimes it feels like that's all that there is. When we can step back and we can on purpose look for proof of joy, proof of light, proof of power, we will begin to find more of it. And it's magic how it works. So the way it worked for me is first I um, I went to a retreat called Transformed Woman. I'm pretty sure I've talked about that before. It was with Sandra Yancey and David Wood. They did it together. It was in 2013, I believe. Anyway, um, they gave us a morning journaling exercise and what they we were supposed to answer or fill in the blank or finish the sentence. My favorite memory of the past 24 hours is and then we filled that out and they asked us to not just name one thing like not just a word but to actually describe it in detail 
So what was that favorite memory from the past 24 hours? And I invite everybody to do this if you're not already doing it. And I know that a lot of us do gratitudes. We list our gratitudes in the morning. This is different, though, and to me, it's more powerful. It is something to be grateful for, and it allows me to feel the gratitude. And there's something much more powerful about feeling something than just naming it off. So what was my favorite memory from the past 24 hours? And I did that every single morning for three or four years until, and this was my next step. And so if you've already been doing something similar to that, maybe you can look at the next step. I was then in a training with Lisa Nichols and David Wood. Um, It was called Train the Trainer. And they gave us a challenge to look for the stories of our everyday lives and not look back for the stories of the past, because that's what most of us do when we're looking. We were in speaker training, so we were looking for stories to share from stage. And they, we would all look back at our stories. And they, they could kind of see, I think, um, they could see like a gloom that was coming from that, looking back at the stories and either looking for the pain in our lives that we could share or looking for the validity in our lives from our past. So they gave us an assignment over Christmas break um, to start looking for stories to tell in the moment of every single day. And, and with that challenge, they told us to say yes to more things um, instead of for finding reasons to say no um, to opportunities or to, you know, um, maybe somebody inviting us, like my kids inviting me to play with them, right? Um, and I say no because I'm too busy. I can't do that. They would say find a reason to say yes and find a way to do both. It wasn't just yes to this and no to that, but yes to both things. And so I, I took the challenge and uh, my accountability partner, her name is Tammy Ritchie from Australia, and I will have her as a guest on this podcast at some time, sometime soon. Um, we came up with, because we were, we were talking on the phone and we were talking about a moment that she was in where she was in the hospital, hospital with her son. And there were clowns in the hospital room. And they were going around the children's unit and they were making the kids laugh because the joy that they could bring by helping them to have happiness in the moment, even though they were, you know, experiencing illness or her son had, oh, he had something wedged in his leg, like a stick or something. Oh, it's horrible. So in order to help him not focus on that stick in his leg, they came and helped him laugh and they told jokes. And so we were on the phone together and she was laughing and she said, hey, talk to the clowns. She To the clown, she said, hey, come and talk to my friend for just a second. And she told them about me that I lived in the United States. And um, they came up with some parody about everything that she had told them about me, which wasn't a lot. And they sang me this really hilarious song about me. And they didn't even know me, but it was amazing. And then we got talking about how much of a magic, um, magic medicine that was for the kids and for us that day, in fact. So she said, hey, why don't we do 100 days of laughter? And let's look for reasons to laugh every day for 100 days. And so I said, okay, and we did it. And we did it as a live video on Facebook um, in order to kind of keep us accountable, number one, and number two, to spread the word and to maybe get a movement of laughter going. And it was a lot of fun. And I didn't realize what would happen to me other than knowing that um, it would be good for me to laugh because honestly at that point I didn't really laugh out loud (laughs) much and I still am not one of those big belly laughers much but I do laugh out loud more often and I know it's because of this challenge. The other thing that happened though was that I started to be able to transfer the feeling that I could create by looking back at my last 24 hours and that favorite memory of, of my last 24 hours 
I was able to find a favorite memory in every single day. And in a lot of just moments, I looked to almost every single moment to find things to laugh about, to smile about, to feel joy about. It wasn't always for me about laughter. It was the joy. So sometimes the joy was tears because that happens to me sometimes. And I thought that was, you know, that's a different way of sharing laughter is through my tears. Um, But for a hundred days in a row, so it was past the point of creating a habit, but it actually made the habit become a part of me. And it was something that now it is a part of who I am. And it's something that I do every single day. I'm not actively doing the challenge, but I'm actively every day able to find something to smile about, laugh about, something beautiful, something that's a gift. And I especially notice that it's a gift on days where there is something really loud in my face to <laughs> to to be hard. That's hard. That could be something that's all consuming, like that black circle on the paper, you know? If there's something in my life that's going on that is that has the tendency to pull me down, which I look at as a gift, it's a challenge, it's a, a, a something that I can overcome to be better, and it also helps to connect my heart to other people. So I see even the gift and the challenge better than I've ever been able to do because I'm able to see the silver linings, and the sky has become quite a symbol of that for me. So every day I look up at the sky, and what I've noticed is that even when... There's clouds are just dark and they fill the sky and it looks like a storm is coming. There is always somewhere a glimmer of light. And that's the magic right there. And so not only am I able to feel happier, not able, not, not only am I able to um, find gratitude, true deep gratitude for my life, but it's creating miracles in my life. It's amazing and I wish I could really explain it. I do know, though, and based on that cognitive bias, I mean that, um, (laughs) now I have confirmation bias, there you go, from psychology, where what I look for, I find. You know, we hear it all the time, what you focus on, you find. What you focus on grows. What you focus on feels real, and what you focus on, you become. And there's a truth to that, and it's scientifically proven, and it's experientially proven if you allow yourself to really internalize what that means. What you focus on, you find. What you focus on grows. So if I might feel like I'm just seeing a tiny silver lining and that the rest of the sky is black, when I focus on that silver lining, suddenly it's like I'm stepping back and I'm seeing, you know what? There's way more light. Like if I'm in an airplane and it's and it's a stormy day and underneath when we're taking off, it looks like all there is is dark clouds. When we rise above those clouds, there's just a vast expanse that there's no end to of blue sky. So it's changing the way I look at things. The things I look at will then change, and that's a Wayne Dyerism, and it's so true. So the focus, what I focus on, I find. What I focus on grows, like that blue sky on the other side of the clouds. What I focus on seems real. So if I'm focusing on that dark circle, it seems real. It seems like that's all life is. When I focus on the silver lining, when I step back and notice the joy, that feels real. And even when I'm going through stuff, it feels more real to me because I'm focusing on finding the joy of every single day. What feels real is that my life is joyful and sometimes things happen that I get to go through and overcome that increase my joy. And the joy also helps me to go through the things. And so it's just that focus change. And the last thing, what I focus on, I become. And I honestly feel like I am a much more joyful person. I have people tell me all the time, like, wow, you used to like, hide and and just be kind of 
to yourself. And now you're just like this, you know, you light up the room. I've had people say, which I'm like, really? But I, I love the way that feels to hear somebody say that. Not just because they're saying that, but because I feel it. And it's a confirmation to me that all of this works. So that is just the little snippet, the little words of wisdom that I wanted to share with you. And if you are at all are looking to find your voice, to find yourself, to find your place, to find your passion, your desire, to figure out what piece of that puzzle you are, begin by looking to your favorite memory of the past 24 hours and or creating things to laugh about, things to smile about, favorite memories in every single day. So there you go. Have a fantastic, beautiful day today, and I will see you next time on Dare to Find Your Voice. Dare to find your voice. This is the EWN Podcast Network.